Tonight's reading is from John, the 10th chapter. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Here ends the Gospel. Some of you may know that I am a Warburg Seminary student. As I mentioned, I am serving my internship this year, and I have been in seminary for four years now. It is my hope and my prayer that next year I will graduate and uh, serve a congregation as an ordained pastor. As part of my seminary experience, I am required to go through various assessments and evaluations, from a psychological evaluation to annual assessments Along the way, there are many checkpoints, many evaluations. These determine if I am learning what I need to learn in order to be an ordained minister. They also, more importantly, teach me more about myself. They teach me how I learn and my relationship with God. Know thyself is a belief we ascribe to in seminary. From the very beginning of the process, seminary students are called into assessing their own strengths, their limitations, their growing areas, um, as we learn how to serve. The hope is that this self-reflection doesn't end once we become ministers. The idea is that the better I know myself, the better I am able to serve while also caring for myself. As well as I know myself, it only pales in comparison to how well God knows me. God knows me better than I know myself, and God will always know me better than I know myself. The same is true for you, sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. God knows you better than you know yourself. God who created you, God who sustains you every day of your life, knows you inside 
and out. God isn't fooled through the appearances we create, through the ways we deceive our identity. God already knows our insecurities and our faults, even as we hide these faults and these insecurities. And the doubts we have about ourselves and our faith in God, God speaks to you in these moments of doubt and sees you as the priceless miracle that you are. God knows you intimately. And if we are honest, this is both terrifying and good news. Tonight we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Jesus is saying he knows us as well as God the Father knows Son of God. Jesus is saying he knows us as well as God knows God. Our triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is always connected and never separated. Our God is always three and one. One does not exist and cannot exist without the other. Through the role of the Holy Spirit, God's mysterious and powerful love connects the triune God. Just as our God is unbreakable and eternal, the love within our triune God is unbreakable and eternal. And the same powerful love through the same Spirit connects God to you. In this love through the Holy Spirit, you are united to the triune God. God invites you into the relationship of our triune God through the Holy Spirit's love. And this love isn't a watered-down version. This same unbreakable love that is shared in our triune God is shared with you. God's full love, God's abundant love and grace is given to you without ceasing, without limitations or qualifications. The same Spirit unites all God's children across race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, even faith. No one is excluded from God's love. In fact, everyone is included. Tonight we hear how we are one flock under one shepherd. Within our differences lies the Holy Spirit. Within our similarities lies the Holy Spirit, forever joining us together. It is us in our sinfulness who distort and neglect this love for all God's creatures. It is us who exclude and try to control God's love as we put up walls, as we put up boxes. It is us who forget that Jesus Christ is always going to be with those who are excluded. It is us who forget who is journeying with us as we journey to the cross. 
Part of our Lenten focus, then, is on remembering God's inclusive love and repenting on how we forget, how we fall short in sharing this love. Who in our life needs to experience the Holy Spirit's love? Who in our life needs to hear the voice of the Spirit drawing them toward the cross? The cross where Christ laid down his life for all of God's children. God calls us to follow as shepherds as we journey to the cross during Lent, sharing God's inclusive love. We do this in the name of God, allowing the Spirit to lead and trusting the Spirit to give us guidance and strength. This takes trust, and it takes courage. It takes creating space to listen for the Spirit. A few weeks ago, we heard of Jesus getting away from the crowds to pray, to pray as he was led through the wilderness. Jesus Christ, fully God and fully human, was led by the Spirit to the wilderness where his trust was strengthened and where God prepared him for his ministry. If our Savior needed to get away to focus and be strengthened for ministry, don't we also need this? It is when we are away from what distracts us that we see and hear the Spirit with new clarity, with new purpose. Poet Mary Oliver shares these guiding words with us in regards to prayer. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention. Then patch a few words together and don't, don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak. A silence in which a voice may speak. This is what Jesus sought as he prayed after he was baptized, as he prayed as he was in the wilderness. Before he came to the crowds, before he healed and ministered, he sought to pray. Jesus prayed to the one we call Father and was filled with the one we call Holy Spirit. He sought to hear the Spirit's voice giving him guidance and strength to minister. Where might you find such silence? Silence away from the chaos, the schedules. Perhaps silence away from the anxiety and worry. Perhaps silence away from the lonely days and the lonely nights. Silence where we will let the voice of our Father, our Creator, speak to us and fill us with the Holy Spirit. Because if we aren't listening for the Spirit's voice, for whose voice are we listening? If we aren't following the Spirit, who are we following? 
As Mary Oliver reminds us, this silence doesn't need to be complicated or fancy. It can be as ordinary as weeds. But we need to be intentional and we need to pay attention. As we journey to the cross, our shepherd calls us to invite others to join us. Our shepherd calls us to witness to God's inclusive love. And what we need as we journey is strength and guidance from the Holy Spirit. God, who knows you and calls you beloved, gives you this strength and love through God's Spirit. Trust the Spirit and follow the Spirit to a place where you can hear God's voice and feel the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God for God's Spirit giving us love and guidance and strength. In Christ Jesus, amen.